what's going on, everybody? It is the Triad Zone, and we are in the building. Um, Nick won't be here today. That's Mr. Clean. And we're waiting for uh, Critical J to get on the um, link that they have for him to come in, like Zoom. Um, it's, what is it called? Meeting something? StreamYard. StreamYard. Okay. We're waiting on him to come in. But while we're waiting, um, this is Terrible T in the building. Hi, everybody. Woo-woo. Um, I had a lot of topics that I really wanted to talk about, but I wanted to get some participation. But it looks like I'm going to have to freestyle this thing, y'all. I think I could do it. What y'all think here? <laughs> I think I can. But... One of the things that I had did research on and it's it's starting to be popular now is makeup. A lot of people, or I would say women, are just going gung-ho crazy over makeup like they have to have it. Everybody want this Barbie look, I guess. And um, one thing that I talk to a lot of people about with makeup is they thought that it was superficial and that it would it hides the true person sometime and in my opinion i thought that you can do whatever you want to do whatever makes you happy it does change the appearance of a person it's, it also depends on how much that a person puts on and i thought about that with the different layers <laughs> cuz my daughter i just got i'm here late y'all she has a homecoming um dance for high school she's in 11th grade and we went and got her makeup done and this young lady took over an hour and probably 10 or 15 minutes to do her face and I thought it was ridiculous I felt like it should have been like a half an hour now a lot of people I've seen a lot of videos and um, YouTube and just hearing different things from people and the preparation of putting on makeup, y'all, is, ah, uh, it just takes so long. So on that note, when James gets in here, I'm going to ask different questions. But before I get to talking to him about it, they say that the global beauty industry market is valued of $511 billion in 2021. That's alone. That's global. Five. Hundred and eleven billion. I didn't say five hundred and eleven thousand. We said billion, and this is global. So we're talking about different cultures, different countries, and they also said that, um, like, let's see, um, by twenty twenty five, it will get up to seven hundred and sixteen point six billion dollars. Did you hear me? We're talking about lip gloss, eyeliner, and foundation. <laughs> Eyelashes, okay? Getting that high up in the billions. And they also said that the United States had was number one with $62 billion. That's a $62 bi- But then I can agree because it's, it's, it's all over Facebook. It's all over IG, YouTube. It's all over the different media platforms. And I... I just didn't look at it as being that special, but I also understand that women want to look, I guess, I guess makeup helps them look 
better or look their best. And I asked a lot of men and a lot of men would say that it doesn't matter about the makeup, but you'll find yourself looking at some women, the men are looking at some women with some makeup on. Okay. So, and on that note, they said that China came in second and Japan came in third. They have, um, this is, I, I thought it got out of hand. You know, when you used to just go to CVS and <laughs> just get some Revlon, some different little stuff like that. But now they got Mac. They got, oh, God, um, Y, uh, what is it, NYX, Bobby B. Brown, Color Bar, and L.A. Girl. They got all these different type of uh, companies that's coming out with the um, makeup lines. And um, all I can say is do what you do and just do it well um you just gotta add an extra little <laughs> extra little money thing on the side for you to get this makeup because i uh it's like a ritual now people do it as a routine and a lot of people are not wearing their natural face anymore and a lot of people a lot of guys i say they they don't want the woman sleeping in the makeup and to get all over on the pillows and stuff like that but they really like the way the woman looks with it on you can't tell me that it's not a barbie thing that um a lot of the um singers the female singers and female rappers have come up with to call it like barbie the barbie look and um i i, I think the women look beautiful with it on but uh I don't know if your job doesn't require it. Do you have to wear it every single day? Because when I do wear it, like up under my eyes, if I don't moisturize it, then it gets dry and I see wrinkles. It seems like it aids your face more. And I could be wrong, but I believe that it does. Um, it takes away your natural beauty because you don't look the same. I notice when I look in the mirror and I look at myself, I don't look like I... I used to look before I put the makeup on. So to each his own and to each his own and shout out to the makeup industry for that whopping five hundred and eleven billion dollars that they get um, every, uh, for the year twenty twenty one. So, hey, y'all tell me what y'all think about that. Um, I, I, I find it amazing that it has accumulated the way that it has and that women need it they feel like they need it like they need um <coughs> they need excuse me y'all like they need it like drinking water so i say go for what you know now i um have something else to talk about uh let's see i also engineer for a radio show um at um 88.1 fm and um the the guy was talking to me he asked me a question and he asked, he said, where is the loyalty anymore amongst like his, the, the men? Where has it gone? And the only thing that I could really think of was, well, everybody seemed, it, I'm not a male, but for me looking out on the outside, looking in, I would say that it is, it has something to do with people just going in for self. You know, self, self, self is, is all about me. And I looked at that and said to myself, okay, so how is it that he is identifying this? Because is he has a, uh, 
I guess, a group of homeboys that he deal with. And he come to find out that, you know, their loyalty has changed. And um, we know that hate is real, but we also know that love is real. So at the same time, he expressed that he's experiencing more hate than he is love from the people that's close to him. So he made a decision and he made it up in his mind to just just distance himself from people. And I was like, well, you can't distance yourself from everybody because sometimes I feel like sometimes it's a phase that people go through where they need to look within themselves and see where they're great at, you know, where they can grow. And I also look at it as people going to be people. And sometimes we make the wrong decisions and it hurts other people that you be around. So learning to be thoughtful and mindful of other people is very important. And this is the first time I, I thought I was going to be on the, on the podcast with Nick and with James, but they're not here. But I was like, okay, now this is right here. Now I got to get used to this. But I also said that I wanted to do my own podcast and I believe that um, this can be done. I can do this here. So on that note, I want people to just look at your surroundings and look at the people that are around you and just look, don't look at the jealousy and envy in them. Um, Sometimes we have to be for people that look at things in a weaker way than in, in certain areas than we do. Like they probably admire him, but are so closed in and so it could be a lot of things why they don't want to express it in a positive way, but they're still expressing that they admire them, but it's in a darker way. So everybody has a dark side and everybody has a, a light side and it's not easy for everybody to be able to connect to the light this within them. Sometimes we make bad decisions and you know, it turns out to where it connects to somebody else and it rubs them the wrong way and they don't know how to deal with it or respond to it and it blows up into something that could have been avoided. I believe when people age and we grow up and we come to the place of choosing to be mature and make um, mature decisions, that a lot of things can be worked out. And then we know that sometimes there's things that cannot be worked out, y'all. We know that. So... On that note, I, I appreciate that he said that, but it really bothered him. And it bothered a lot of people because it, it used to bother me. But uh, through time, I've learned how to let certain things go and take a, on a deeper understanding of why people do what they do. And also dig within myself and say that, well, I don't want to do like a person like that. So what it is causing me to do is also grow within myself so I can learn to make better decisions as well too. Okay. So on that note, I'm hearing about, um, we're going to skip on to something else. Um, yeah. And we was on the show yesterday also, and we were talking about different types of like relationships that just, at first they seemed like they were working and then they end up losing steam. And then the person loses interest in you. And I thought to myself, what I told them, I said, well, maybe once they achieved what they wanted to achieve or get from you, then it became uninteresting to them. 
Sometimes I believe that the chase or pursuing someone needs to be consistent. And, you know, they brought up the situation of people being inconsistent in pursuing in relationships and no one wants to court anymore. No one wants to um, be exclusive. A lot of times people want to hide who they're dating or involved with at home. They want to keep them at home. A lot of times it's because of them being selfish or because it might be other people that they're dealing with. So you never know. Okay. So on that note, I said to myself, I said, you know what? If relationships could just get back and be important, be more important to people and that people would come to the place of valuing, you know, a relationship because everybody don't bring what the other somebody brings to a table that you may appreciate or even like, you know what I'm saying? So you out there gambling and you could be losing somebody that's of value and very important to you. You know what I'm saying? So I look at that as well. And I said to myself, I've been in a, some relationships and I I believe in giving people a long enough rope to where they choke themselves, you know, instead of just, okay, this not going to work. I'm going to go ahead on and cut you off. Now, sometimes you may have to do that because it's necessary and you need to do that. But then there's times where you have to make it up in your mind that this person is worth fighting for. You know, so many, so many people that I've met and, you know, we've, we talk and they so easy to just let go. You know, nobody wants to hold on to what they have or work it out because they figure there's somebody over here that can do it better or somebody over here that whatever the case may be and it may not even be that you know so on that note you know I'll be having my list and I do have my list um one second uh Randy how much time do I have because I know I came in late 30 minutes 30 minutes oh my god I got a wrap for 30 minutes ah yeah 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 I think I can do it y'all what y'all say <laughs> okay so a lot of times my topics be about relationships right so um I'm not a relationship guru it's just I do research on relationships and I know wait a minute I think this is James oh he is in traffic oh my goodness and he cannot come on the show either I'm like oh my goodness now look at this here go ahead I'm in traffic phone dead too I'm sorry okay all right so <laughs> I Googled some information on <laughs> fetishes in relationships. So what I did, it is what it is. Okay. So I got the 10 common kinks and fetishes Americans fantasize about. And I got it from uh, menshealth.com. So I'm going to go over some little stuff. And this is for the adults, and most of the podcast is for adults anyway. And this is um just some <laughs> straight up real talk, y'all, okay? So the first one we deal with is called BMSM. And that is called, is bondage, um, discipline, dominance, and submission, and sadism. So this 
particular fetish is 93% more men. No, 93% men and 96% women have fantasized about this um, particular fetish before, you know, you know, deal with different little things is like toys and bondage and tying up, um, spanking and biting and <laughs> different stuff like that, you know. And um, it's a lot of movies that we've seen that, you know, this has been in, in, in the movie uh, industry, especially Fifty Shades of Grey. And a lot of people disagree with Fifty Shades of Grey on some things. And I did not. I just I looked at it like, hey, to each his own. And then we go on to the fetishes itself. Fetish fantasies involve the focus of specific objects like boots and stockings or non-genitalia body parts like feet and armpits that you know that people are into. Now, when you come down to talk about kinks and fetishes, this is about relationships, y'all. Um, a lot of times you want it to be in marriages, but most times it's not. It's just the free world and people do whatever it is that they do. But this fetish, um, they said that people learn this through experience or something that they see. Like you see people walking out and you see they, their feet, you know, women with nice shoes on and different things like that. Then they go on to number three. Number three is like body parts, body fluids. And um, they said that a lot of, so unsurprisingly, that this is mostly common that men and female, they uh, agree on the body part of ejaculation that a lot of people like, and that's 45% men and 35% women had fantasies involving spitting where they like for, you know, people to spit. And I was like, uh, okay, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> so then they said 31% of men and 14% of women fantasize about breast milk. I said, what? Breast milk? Are you freaking kidding me? And they'd be like, huh? I said, I, I'm not going to go there. I'm going to leave it right there. So they also went on to 32% of men and 15% women had fetishes about urine. And I was like, oh, <laughs> it made me think about different little stuff like, oh, God, what are you going to do after you get that off? But, hey, the warmth of it or whatever it may be and the, the excitement of seeing it coming out of a person may excite some people. You know, that's what they say. So then we go to 6% men and 2% women fantasize about feces. So I don't knock anybody in any fetish that they have because everybody have their own likes and dislikes. Okay. So I'm a type of person. I'm not judgmental of whatever a person does because it's them, you know, Hey, so Let's see. It's another one here. Uh, what is it? Uh, is it warrior miss? Have you heard of that word? Voyeurism. Very, yes, it is. Watching. Very is it. Yes. Very good. <laughs> so what that fantasy is, is people watching someone else undress or have sex. And it's very common. 60% of people have admitted to this fetish that 
they enjoy doing this. And like I said, um, like when you see people that watch uh, porn or just different things like that, this is one of the fetishes that they may not be aware of what the name is, but it is what it is. So we go to number five, exhibitionism. And that's 42% of people have reported having fantasies about publicly exposing themselves or having sex in front of an audience. 10% admit of non-consensual form like flashing a stranger or they might masturbate in public. So exciting uh, expect, uh, uh, spectators, I'm sorry, knowing that other people find them attractive or sexy. So a lot of people get turned off by turned on by that. And it's also number six, age play. People fantasize about talking on different uh, roles in ages. Um, sometimes men want to dress up or women want to dress up like little babies and get babied and <laughs> different stuff like that. I'm, I'm serious, y'all. This, this is real here. So number seven is furries. So the furries is the people that like to dress up like little fur animals <laughs> and have sex. I'm just saying, this is just, hey, this is real. Why not it? So the, uh, gender play also consists of cross-dressing while about one in three have fantasized about trading bodies like some women probably want to see what it feel like <laughs> to be a man and vice versa you know see what it feel like and how they feel about when they engage with sex so number nine is what is it called Cock odding, I mean cock odding, cock odding. That's what it's pronounced. It's called cock odding, and the uh, the fantasy is about watching a person, your partner, have sex with someone else. Now they say it's very common, but I don't. That one, right? I don't. I, I can speak out about that one on my own and say I don't know about that one there, y'all, because I don't know if I, I if I could take seeing my mate, you know knock somebody down and I, I'll probably cry. I said, Oh God, I don't know what I do, but, uh, it's 58% men that will do that. And 33% women, because you know, I'm a woman and sometimes we don't get out like that. We got a little more, uh, possessiveness, I think than men do. And then we go on to say that, um, they feel that some people say that it's self-enhancement, knowing that other people find your partner to be hot, actually boosts their uh, self-esteem. Uh, it has a little uh, BDSM element to it because uh, the watcher is taking a submissive role and sometimes it hum in a humiliation, it humiliates in the process. So the last one, y'all, is food and sex. So they say... Um, a lot of people have incorporated food in sex, like ice cubes, strawberries, whipped cream, and different things like that. And that's more common than a lot of these fetishes that is that are out there. Um, the desire to try and do different things that involve adding sensations and taste and texture to, you know, your one-on-one uh, -on -one time. So... That right there, I'm going to have to get back with the fellas on that and see what they say and get more feedback on um, the kinkiness 
and the fetishes that Americans fantasize about. Did a lot of times people keep to themselves, you know, but um, like I said, when I Googled it, I said, hmm, this could be interesting to talk about since we are grown in here and just um, see if the fellas agree with it. And I'm no nine times out of 10. A lot of people have heard of these fetishes already. And it's, you know, it's really not a surprise. So I also um, wanted to um, discuss about people that have, they said, <laughs> what do people think about people that have bigger lips than the smaller lips? So the question was, what do you think make bigger lips different to kissing someone with smaller lips? Excuse me. So I thought to myself, I was like, well, the juicier ones, the bigger ones is like soft pillows. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Those is like soft pillows and they feel good. <laughs> They're more suckable, I would say. Um, and then I cracked the joke and said, they taste like bacon. <laughs> you know how you get a bacon on some, a hamburger and be like, dang, this just made this hamburger so good. Oh God. I'm just joking y'all, but for real, it was funny. And it also make the kisses more moist. You know, I, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And they, um, would say that you probably can't do certain kisses with thin lips as you can do with the bigger ones, you know, where um, the thin lips, they were saying they're not super good and they're not bad either. So, you know, you got to pick and choose how you kiss somebody. You know what I mean? <laughs> so um, I myself, let me see. Let me go back here. They say that the bigger lips feel soft and it's more to grab rather than playing with each other's tongues, which can be boring when you just kissing somebody. Um, smaller lips don't feel as good and more likely to bump teeth <laughs> against each other, you know, because there's no lips to grab. Now, I'll leave that up to y'all. Uh, which size lips did y'all like and which size lips did y'all don't like, okay? But I myself, <laughs> ah, I'm going to leave that at the altar. I ain't going to tell nobody what I like. It don't matter. But kissing is, it, it stimulates the nerves and it's, it's, it's supposed to be really good for a person to do. And a lot of people refrain from kissing. And I don't really understand why, especially if you're with your significant other, y'all need to really do that. You know what I'm saying? Y'all really need to connect with each other one-on-one -on -one with kissing, you know, just like cuddling. And I am so mad that they are not on the podcast with me so we could talk about this, these heated um, topics that I have that... We, I needed some feedback from them to tell me, but it just gave people something to think about. How about that? You know, that's, that's something that, um, people can, you can look into and just think about, you know, and engage more in kissing is, is good for you and your partner will love you for it. <laughs> okay. So Halloween is coming up. And I'm getting these different um, invites to different parties. Now, I got one on the 30th that I was invited to. Um, 
I'm not really a person that really celebrates Halloween anymore, you know, but as far as coming together with people and just having fun, yeah. But the actual all that is 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 no, it's played out for me now. But my friend was asking me if I would wear a costume and I was like, "Girl, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know if I'm going to wear the costume or not. I might I might wear one um, just for the fun of it. Um, like I said, it's for adults. And I just, could just imagine what she's going to wear to hers. But I have like maybe a, a cute fairy. Maybe I could wear a fairy or I don't know. I used to wear cheerleading all the time because I was a cheerleader, so I would wear that. Cheerleader, cheerleader, cheerleader. Yeah, the people do need to come come in. We're going to have to invite more people in on um, the podcast since we're starting back up and getting things going. But um, just enjoy yourself and be safe out here. Uh, in this dark, this dark season of Halloween, and you know, a lot of times it's raining on that day. Anyway, I, I can't think of a time um, when it wasn't really freezing cold or raining on Halloween. And um, a lot of the children are having uh, treat, chunk or treat, treat, trunk or trick or trunk trunk or treat one of them and you know where my uh, goddaughter's kids go and they get their candy you know and it'd be a lot of candy that they get so a lot of times it's a lot of times people don't look at it as ghosts and goblins they look at it for the candy and they look at it for the parties i'm telling you that's all that it is now um it's not like how it used to be. Nothing is either. And and I'm I'm finding out that people need to be safe. We got to be safe out here with this COVID going on because things are is is still spiking up, and a lot of people are still going into the hospitals, and there are people that are still passing. So we want you people to still follow the guidelines of staying safe. And um, wearing your mask, washing your hands and social distancing. And if you don't have to go anywhere where it's uh, a bunch of people, where it's a big crowd of people, stay at home. You know, this too shall pass. Everything is going to pass and it's not going to remain the same. But it is stretching out longer than I thought it would. We're going on in two years and the next few months, you know, and. It has taken a toll on the whole world and it's still thriving. And even with the people getting vaccines and majority of the people getting vaccines is still taking lives and it's still out there strong. And they come in with different strands of it, you know, and they're talking about how this um, you get this shot and it doesn't affect the strand is out now. You know what I'm saying? So we just need to be, I believe, prayerful and precautious. So people need to really watch what they do out here and what you put your hands on and all that good stuff. Don't think you super strong out here, super tough. Uh, a lot of people that they thought that we wouldn't get on. That I'm not going to get that. I'm not going to get on that. I don't believe in that and all this different type of stuff. And guess what? They caught it. They did. 
they caught it and they had to deal with it and and never say never you know never say never and don't believe that anything is impossible you know in this age group and, and you know from like they said 100 years uh before nobody has ever experienced this before and it goes to the nations to the country different countries and continents come on now this is really serious so on a serious note I'm really calling for people to pay attention and really be safe and take care of yourself and your family, especially the children that's to come. You know what I'm saying? The the the, the babies and the little toddlers and stuff, you know, make sure that you keep your children safe because also too, a lot of people have to go back into work and they need daycare. You know what I'm saying? You got to think about that. They were talking about coming out with a shot, also a vaccine for the children to get. You know, and that's kind of scary, too, but it also deals like with immunization shots. You know what I'm saying? So that right there is a, another bag of trouble and, and concern for parents and families in general. You know, so this right here is nothing to play with. And I take it seriously every day. Every time I go out, I take it serious and um, I just don't play with it uh, at all. And I don't think anybody should play with it because this this right here, I've seen a lot of people um, that I've known that have passed from this virus. And it's 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 something to really consider every day you wake up. I would be thankful. You know, I'm thankful that I um, that I am still here. And um. And that the people around me are being safe and they're taking precautions and things like that, you know. So off of the serious note, I always I talk about um, <laughs> I think this is it. Wait a minute, y'all. Let me see. I think this is it. And I've talked about this before. And this was like months ago. I think it was last year or earlier this year. And Nicholas always talked to me. I didn't you talk about that before, but sometimes things we could talk about again. Um, everybody has love languages. And um, you have to, you don't, a lot of times you don't have to find out, but you will want to know what your love languages are so the person can know how to love you. Because a lot of people go through life feeling like they're not loved. Ooh, I got to still work on my gut. Good God of life. A lot of people go through life like they're not being loved, okay, or loved the right way. And that deals with them not knowing what their love language is or not. They don't know how to explain it or talk about it to somebody. So words of affirmation that deals with you people like you for you to talk to them and in positivity and and, and and say words to them to help motivate them and um encourage them it's a lot of people that need those words spoken to them because if you notice sometimes people talk about what well, i don't like what you said or how you said it you know, that 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 is right there, the words of affirmation that they need. And they don't know the primary, the, I mean, the five love languages. So th that one is words of affirmation. Then we're going to go on to acts of service. And that deals with somebody doing something for you, something that you can do yourself, but you have somebody else do it for you and you really appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Like take out the trash for you. 
um, do the dishes for you, uh, go to the grocery store for you, um, like even do your hair for you. Everybody get their hair done and and go to the grocery store. But the people that they primary love language is service that really makes them feel loved. And sometimes people love tanks are empty. And you'd be like, what you mean a love tank? Sometimes their love tank tank is empty because they don't, the people are not giving them the love language that they need to feel loved. I'm just saying, if you, if you think about it and you look at all the different people all over the world, I'm going to be talking about this. Like, um, I'm going to have a show and it's going to be based on love. I want to talk about love. I want to talk about different things and, I'm going to focus on these love languages so people can, it's, it's people that know about the book and it's a lot of people that don't know about the book. So number two is acts of service. Then we're going to go on to receiving gifts. Now we talked about this, um, on the show, uh, Mr. Clean and critical J about people receiving gifts. And a lot of times people incorporate that with a gold digger, but see the gold digger doesn't know that their primary love language is receiving gifts and they may overdo it. I'm telling you what I know. They may overdo it. And they say, oh, you just want me for what I can do, what I can give you, you know, and they may look at it like, yeah, that might be it because they don't know their primary love language is receiving gifts. You know what I'm saying? So my, my oldest daughter's like that. You know, she loves receiving gifts from people. You know what I'm saying? Somebody just out of nowhere here, you know, and this neighbor like, oh, wow. Now, sometimes like myself, I can get a gift. I'll put it in the closet and look at it for a while. I'll be like, oh, that was so it was so nice and beautiful, but it didn't touch me like my primary love language is service. So if somebody was to service, I believe in like servicing people, but I also believe in finding out what people love language is so that I can give that to them. So I study people and I and I watch and see what their love language is. And if I can supply that to them, then I will. You know what I'm saying? So that one is receiving gifts. Don't always think that a person that some people enforce it. So I would say them enforcing um, like oh, you going to give me this and this ain't it. It ain't going to be this and that and that and this. They call it a gold digger or they call it somebody that just want things from you. And their primary love language is receiving gifts. That's all that it is. You know, they just expressing it to you in a negative way. And you don't know what the primary love language is. So you call it a gold digger. I'm just saying. So number four is quality time. A lot of people, you know, it's one primary love language. And then there's others added on. But you have one main one. Okay. So quality time. A lot of people look for people to spend time with them. And a lot of people are more hurt than others when they don't get the quality time that they should have. They feel in love when you don't pay attention to them. And then some people get mad because they come and address it to them and say, well, you don't spend no time with me, but you was over there with whoever and this and that. And they be, they tripping and everything. And the they get mad about it because that's their primary love language. That's the main way that they feel loved is through quality time. Somebody spending time with them, whether it's their children, like their children go and talk and deal with other people and stuff like that. And the parents be like, 
they got the primary love language they is quality time you don't you don't come and see me you know well, what's going on you know i want you to come see me and it's almost like it, it can make a person needy at the same time but you got to remember that is 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 quality time that some people need and if you want to be with somebody you want to be able to give them the love that they need but some people feel like it's just being there, going places, going to eat, um, how can you say, um, compromising and working together. Those things do play a part in a relationship. But remember, people have a primary love language that no one is talking about. Okay, then we're going to go on to physical touch. A lot of people like to be touched. You know, they always shaking hands or hugging or or also like people that want to have sex a lot, too. They like to be touched that way, too, as well. So uh, people always want to chop somebody up and say that they have a, a sexual addiction. In reality, they do need to control it. I'm not saying that they don't need to control it, y'all, but they do need to control it. But it's physical touch. A lot of people once they feel like some they touch them or hug them or brace them especially hugs when they get hugs they just they feel loved by that you know how some people say i love you know like hugs you know where somebody hug you or um i see like service or attention some people need that attention that's that quality time so the five primary love languages are words of affirmation acts of service Receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. So don't get them confused. Um, I think I'm going to talk about that one a lot. Not probably on this show, but different shows to come. I want to talk about that a lot for people because it's missing. And it's not hard to do. Once you find out what a person needs, you know, and, and or if they can sit down and talk to you. And tell you the things that they need, you know what I'm saying? And then you'll be able to supply them because they're quite simple. You know, these love languages are not hard to do. You just got to know what to do and when to do and how to do. That's all that it takes. You know what I'm saying? So it's nothing no more than that um, other than people really sitting down and talking to one another and finding out what a person really needs in a relationship, not what you feel like they need or what you think they should have, but literally sitting down and seeing if you can supply that to the person because everybody can't supply everybody's needs. You know what I'm saying? I'm just putting that out there too. So remember that and keep that in mind that there are, you have five primary love languages and you also have the minor ones too that come and play a part in your life as well but it's always one main primary love language and I can tell you for a fact mine's a service I love for like my son he'll do the dishes for me and I'll be like oh <laughs> or my daughter she'll go to the grocery store for me or even if she was like here mom here's twenty dollars for you to put in the gas for you. I, I'm just like, wow, it just wows me. And I did not know that that's what it was until this young lady gave me a book. It was like in 2002. She gave me the book called The Five Languages of Love. And I read the book and I was just amazed is that if people really knew this, 
the better off their relationships will be in their families. They know how to give their children the love that they need because some kids feel empty because you're giving them the wrong love language. You know what I'm saying? And they feel empty, you know, or the same thing applies to, you know, woman, woman, man, man, and woman and man in the relationship this uh, intimate. They you 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 miss the mark because of this one particular thing. You don't know what it is that makes them feel loved. And that's the honest to God truth. I'm telling you, y'all, if a lot of people I'm, when I go from place to place and I have to speak and say things, I'm going to incorporate this because this is a part of love. And this is something that people need. And a lot of people will be more happy with their with their lives and their relationships and they feel more love from people you know what i'm saying so it's something to consider you know and um it's getting closer to the time i got like what five more minutes it's time's up you know what y'all the time is up i done ran my mouth for all this time without nobody i'm the junk over here i guess i catch y'all later can you play some outro music for me i i see you guys later and hope to see mr clean again and critical j i love y'all and i miss y'all and i see you facebook and i see you world holla back at your girl